My name is Corey Burris, and I have the honor of working for the Georgia Center for Opportunity, where we live by the motto, not for self, but for others. Every day, I get to talk with people breaking through serving their communities. These are nonprofit leaders, local volunteers, and businesses. This is the Breakthrough Podcast. This week, I'm joined by Tom Baylog. Tom runs the Lawrenceville Co-op, which has served their community for over 25 years, providing food and personal care but it goes much deeper than that. All right. Well, I'm here with Tom Baylog of the Lawrenceville Co-op to talk about what they are doing in Lawrenceville, Georgia. Now, Tom, uh, we have uh, known about what you guys are doing there in Lawrenceville for quite some time. You are very active in your community. Uh, Tell me a little bit about what specifically Lawrenceville Co-op does. Sure, sure. We're we're one. We're an unashamedly Christian organization uh, that does what uh, what we do because of what's been done for us. Uh, we've all need help sometime in life. Uh, God has provided for us, and we just want to be there for others in their time of need. Um, we've changed throughout the the time. Our main thing is is we're primarily a food bank. Uh, so when food, uh, it becomes an issue. We call food is kind of a stabilizing thing. We know food isn't the, the main problem people have, but if they don't have to worry about food, they can start opening up and we can figure out what else is going on with them. Point them in directions, things that we might be able to do ourselves or working with partnering agencies to help them make uh, what we would call uh, moving the needle after that point. So stabilizing them with food, then be able to move them on. So that's what we traditionally do and what we have done through the support of our community, mainly our faith community, but we also have businesses, individuals, organizations that help us. And it, and it really is a community effort, right? Like it is not just you guys, you work with other organizations, you're passing off resources and, and people in need and trying to make sure, because it, it, there's a, I mean, we discovered this as we started putting together our project hiring while doing good. We discovered that it is, it's not just people finding a job or it's not just people needing food or needing the housing. It's all of those things coming together. And there's all of us with these different shared resources that we can kind of collaborate on. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what we've seen grow even more is more and more organizations. We don't want to reinvent something that's being done out there already. If someone's out there doing stuff and they are doing it well, let's jump on board. If it's something that we were kind of doing, but they can take that over and we can do better at what we're doing, or maybe there's a gap somewhere else to do. And the collaboration, like you said, it takes everyone kind of working together, finding your niche in that. And if you can provide one thing and someone else can come in with other stuff, uh, it's just, it's incredible to watch um, places like the Gwinnett Coalition, uh, other things that, that their main thing is to get groups to come together and have conversations and saying, how can we work together? Um, even the co-ops themselves, there's six co-ops in Gwinnett County. Uh, we all might do stuff a little bit different, uh, but we all kind of have a dedicated area. So we kind of know, um, make sure that people aren't trying to jump around. So we're, we're helping in those individual areas, but we talk to each other. How can we help each other? Um, uh, North Gwinnett, Southeast Gwinnett, Norcross, Lilburn, and uh, Duluth. And if we have extra of something or someone's doing a new kind of program, we all learn from each other. So uh, how long has the co-op, uh, Lawrenceville Co-op, been around? And what kind of was the, the catalyst that kind of started you down this path? Well, um, it, it, the co-op itself started in 1995. And what it was uh, prior to that, I hear anywhere from about eight to 12 churches 
the pastors used to get together on a Saturday, have breakfast, and they kind of passed the checkbook to each other because they recognized having you know uh, one particular place for someone to go when they need help was uh, was needed. Uh, but then they were all trying to keep up with pantries and stuff and realized, oh my gosh, what if we had a centralized place that we could support with one volunteers, two financially, and three with food donations? Wouldn't that work out great? So it started in uh, 1995. Uh, I think the first location was, if anyone's familiar with downtown Lawrenceville, it was the top of where the Blue Rooster Cafe is right now. Um, but it was a free place, but you could imagine everything had to go up and down the stairs. So that was a little bit difficult. So, and it's just progressed through there. Started really, like I said, as a food bank. We've, we've looked at trying to help in other areas uh, uh, with utilities. We've kind of pulled back from that to become a better food bank and go back to our roots and let other areas that are doing that financial support a little bit better. We still help some in, in trying to find, uh, uh, you know, working with the homeless population and trying to work with them, but uh, really I've, I've, I've just kept going on now with the food bank. We just recently uh, uh, got a, a great gift from, from 12 Stone Church, which was uh, refrigerations and freezers, so we can get more nutritional stuff to our folks. And they came in right before this uh, crisis started, which has right. really helped us. Well, let's let's talk about that a little bit. The crisis, uh, you know, obviously we're all at home, <laughs> working from home, uh, and, and, it, and probably not yourself, but like how... How has this impacted, first of all, the need in your community, but also the response from people and the ability for people to respond? Uh, it, it's, a, it's an amazing thing. Uh, you know, obviously, when, before this happened, we would work, people would, you know, our clients would come in and speak to us. But on a given week, we might serve 130 to 150 families. Um, and when this need came up, it, it, the first week it came, it really grew. We, we had like 100 people in one night. Uh, and then, of course, uh, spring break week came uh, along and, and we worked with the county and the co-op saying, you know, we, we want to help. How can we help bridge that gap where these, these families won't be getting um, uh, the lunches from the, the schools? So when they put that out there, uh, we were overwhelmed. Uh, we had to cut back the sizes of our boxes a little bit so that everyone could be served. But in spring break week, we served over 1,100 families in one week. Wow. Um, we've gone to a drive-through process. We're learning each time how to do that. It was difficult that week because we had to pick a time to close and some people weren't being seen those days. So what we're trying to do is educate the folks that we're here, we're an essential business. Um, I keep telling people what we are, we're a conduit of God's grace and our community's generosity. And, and because of that, we can continue doing what we're doing. And we've been, so if we can get them to understand that we're here and trust that we're going to be here and to get past that fear a little bit and come when they need us, then we're always going to be here. And the person that he has a need today can get into the line. And uh, last week pulled down a little bit, this week a little bit more. We're, you know, still in a, probably going to serve about 800 this week. But as, as they do that, we feel we can make the boxes bigger again. It's going to sustain them for a longer period of time. We do check to make sure that they aren't coming every day for stuff. So we do a check like that. And uh, uh, I tell you the truth, uh, 
most people, our clients, volunteers, everything, there has been a piece that people are seeing that. Uh, but it has been such a call. The response from our community in giving to us has, has just been overwhelming. I have been humbled in awe of individuals, foundations, people reaching out. Uh, as soon as uh, as soon as I do a PayPal move over, I get a notification that something else has come in. So the response has been great. Uh, and and uh, it's, I keep saying we're, we're having that, that 40 years in the desert manna moment. So right. that manna came this morning and you look at the end of the day that we disperse stuff and you look and go, oh my gosh, where did it all go? And the next day it replenishes. Hmm. Um, obviously, we know we will get to the point that we can finally get you know, an ongoing inventory, but working with the food bank, uh, we have some, what we call secret shoppers that says, listen, I can't do much, but I can go out and shop for you because we have some money to use. Finding the, the food right now has been the harder part, but we get just enough to get us through each day. That's amazing. That's so great. Now you, uh, you spoke about like the community involvement. Do you have, do you have stories coming out of the community of, of people that have gone? Cause I'm, I'm guessing you don't want the goal is not for you guys to provide these services to an individual in, in forever. I mean, you, your goal is to help them get back on their feet, right? This is a stopgap, if you will, to help them uh, move to a different place. Do you have any stories of people that have gone through your uh, services and been able to kind of see see the other end of that? We're getting some that say, you know, that, that again, it takes one concern off their plate so they can concentrate yeah. on some other things. Uh, but, you know, some of the things that are coming out, like, uh, that you're well aware of, the, uh, the Lawrenceville Response Center, that's saying, okay, food's that initial part, but what about when time comes up with uh, uh, evictions and things like that, utilities are coming up. So pulling the right people together to be forward thinking, saying, okay, how are we going to be able to address this on an ongoing basis um, through the, the jobs program that you were talking about earlier of, hey, how can we hook people up? Here's some current jobs going on. Let's get you out there working. Um, and it, it, even for food, looking out into the summer saying, okay, summer's going to come and we're going to be at that same point where kids are going to be home. We usually right. up our game and say they can come more often during the summer. But we got to be prepared for that. Um, but what we're seeing is, is we're getting letters uh, sent to us from people who made it through the line. Just said, "Thank you so much for being there." I didn't, you know, I was right at the end of the food supply, and it's there. So again, if we can stabilize them with that, so that other programs and they can find that, and we can point them, and 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 as soon as we get handouts of stuff that's going out, we share with them that they're saying. Hey, thanks for this. We have found like even ones that says, you know what, you, you gave us this list of places that we're hiring and, you know, it's, it's not going to be my full-time thing, but I at least have income for now. Well, I know that, you know, we are want, launching Hiring Well Doing Good in, your, in, in Lawrenceville, uh, actually did this week, and uh, we're excited because you being one of our partners, we know that one of the major needs that a lot of people have is food, right? Like, how do I make sure to kind of just a basic need is met so I don't have to be thinking about that while I'm looking for a job. So we thank you for your partnership in that. That's so amazing. And um, we're very excited to work for you or work with you. And it's so it's so amazing to see, like you said, just the community community coming together, right? Um, yes, there's there's government meeting needs, uh, Medicare, Medicaid, all of those things. But to see a community come around and say, we're going to meet the needs. And whether you, it's like you and I driven by our faith, or if it's other people driven by other needs, it's so amazing to see people 
um, come together, say, we have a need in our community, we're going to meet that need, and especially in times of crisis like this, right? And so um, tell me a little bit, how can people support what you guys are doing? How can they get behind? And uh, if they, if maybe they're, they're in a place where they can support you financially, uh, or through giving a food, how, how can they go about doing that? Uh, two things. The best thing, you know, uh, we always say like us on Facebook is one thing because we have daily updates and we, we try to share stories of what's going on and what we're low on. Um, so finding the food supply is a, is a big thing. So it can kind of tell you what we're low on. Uh, also tells you alternative places that, you know, we have a lot of churches that are willing to be drop-off points for us. We have people coming up with creative things. We have one lady who goes to our church, opens up the back of her car, sits six feet away and lets people come and just drop stuff in there. We have people doing neighborhood things. So you know, creative ways of doing that. But also our website, which is uh, Lawrenceville, uh, co-op, so L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E-B-I-L-L-E-C-O-O-P.O-R-G, all that in one breath. And, uh, and that can, you can get on there and it shows, you know, if you want to send a check, um, where to mail it to, P.O. Box. We also have a PayPal connection on there uh, that is helpful. Uh, if you're interested in volunteering, go to our volunteer page. It says to get in contact. We're trying to be very safe and keep a low risk, so we're trying to make sure we keep the number of volunteers down low enough to, to come out. Uh, prayers, the big part of it, is one thing. Uh, and like we said, uh, the, the other thing is on, a, on bigger scales, you have the LawrenceVilleResponseCenter.com. Uh, when people can get on, and, and really it's having that knowledge, but you run into somebody that has a need, send them to that, that, that has so much information on that, and then uh, Gwinnett County level is GwinnettCares.org, O-R-G, is another resource, so what people can do and help, and like I said, is food, financial help, volunteering, but there's other great organizations out there too, if we're kind of low on volunteers, find, you know, there's other ways you can volunteer in, in else, because Again, it, it's it's incredible to see the community coming together. Yeah, uh, so blessed. Uh, uh, the conversations that are open up, the openness up that that people are to to do their part in coming together. That's great. Well, thank you again for for all that you do, all that you're doing in Lawrenceville, and it, it is an inspiration. I think I hope it's an inspiration to other communities of what can be done when when different organizations with different um, kind of meeting different needs come together. So. Um, thank you for your time. Thank you for sharing with us. Uh, we really appreciate it. All right. Thank you for the chance to speak with you. Thank you for joining us. If you know of people making a difference in their community, we want to hear about them. Send us a message on Facebook at GA Opportunity. And don't forget to like us while you're there. The Breakthrough Podcast is a production of the Georgia Center for Opportunity. You can find out all the work that we do to help break down the barriers leading to poverty at georgiaopportunity.org.